The following is a class given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on November 1st, 1992 in Mathura Desh. The class begins with a reading from the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, verse 13. Translation with repetition. The devotees of the Lord, the devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins. Because they eat food. Which is offered first. For sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment. Verily eat only sin. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The devotees of the Supreme Lord or the persons who are in Krishna consciousness are called Santas. And they are always in love with the Lord as is described in the Brahma Samhita 5.38. Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena Santa Sadaiva Hidayesu Vilokayanti The Santas being always in a compact of love with the Supreme Personality of Godhead Govinda, the giver of all pleasures, or Mukunda, the giver of liberation, or Krishna, the all-attractive person, cannot accept anything without first offering it to the Supreme Person. Therefore, such devotees always perform yajnas in different modes of devotional service, such as Sravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Archanam, etc. And these performances of yajnas keep them always aloof from all kinds of contamination of sinful association in the material world. Others who prepare food for self or sense gratification are not only thieves but are also the eaters of all kinds of sins. How can a person be happy if he is both a thief and sinful? It is not possible. Therefore, in order for people to become happy in all respects, they must be taught to perform the easy process of Samkirtana Yajna in full Krishna consciousness. Otherwise there can be no peace or happiness in the world. 
Thus, in the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport of text 13, chapter 3 of the Bhagavad Gita as it is. Translation again. The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment, there they eat only sin. Here Lord Krishna is giving his uh, opinion, his absolute opinion to Arjuna. He's explaining what is the different uh, difference between the eating that the devotees are doing and eating that the non-devotees are doing. The devotees are offering their food first to Krishna. The food is prepared according to the system given in the Vedas. That should be without pure consciousness. So devotees are chanting while preparing. It's prepared in love. It should be very clean. That should only be sattvic food. Should not uh, include any meat, fish or eggs, onion or garlic. Then that is offered to the Lord with the mantras, either by chanting Hare Krishna or through mantras given by the Guru. Then one takes the remnants of this or a sacrifice. So by taking that to Prashad, one is released from so many uh, Mahaprasad offered to the Lord is a very special and it can free one from even bondage to the material world. It's a very wonderful uh, blessing that we are, the Lord comes in the form of a deity. He accepts the offerings of his devotee, and then we can accept that remnant of prasad. Actually, for the devotee, taking prasadam is more than eating. We have to eat anyway. But eating a prasad is very special. Lord Chaitanya came from a very aristocratic Brahmin family. And his associates were of all varieties of background. Some of the associates were the very highly placed uh, aristocratic people. One day when he was in Jagannath Puri, he had been given some prasad from Jagannath. This prasad was the khaju baram. You know khaju? So around in Orissa there's a lot of khaju. Also in Kerala. 
These two places in India have heard you. I don't know in Tamil Nadu if they have. They also in the south from that's what's that called that uh, near two hours drive from Savendra we went to the program. It's called capital of Kaju or something. Koila, yeah. Around that area there's a lot. And also in Orissa on the coast there's some Kaju. So this uh, one of the prasads offered to Jagannath is a Kaju. You like? So then, uh, when Lord Chaitanya, he gave this uh, nut to some of his associates early in the morning. And they're all eating kaju. So he asked them, how do you like the prasad? Very nice. He said, in your lifetime you have many times had a nut. Add some kaju or something, isn't it? But yeah, so many times. So this kaju which has been offered to Jagannath, you find that this has got some special taste, or just like any other kaju. So no, this is a very special taste. We taste this, not only the taste, but also we feel very good. We feel something very special by tasting it that we cannot explain. And this Lord Chaitanya said, yes, because Krishna has tasted this remnant, so the nectar from his lotus lips is there in the food, in the prasad. So what you are tasting is the nectar of Krishna. We all tasted so many times nut, nothing special. But this nut, because it's offered to Jagannath, is something very special. It's filled with nectar. For the devotees, whether it's a simple prasad or whether it's a rajbhog or whatever it might be, to get the prasad from the deity is something very special. You go to Tirupati, Sibalaji, when you leave they give some prasad. Sometimes they give the ladu. Sometimes they give this curd rice or tamarind rice. Or sometimes they give uh, some kind of pungal, salty pungal or sweet pungal. What else? <laughs> I didn't have yet so far as Tirupati. Maybe you can get in Bangalore temple. So, some but that uh, taste of that prasad is something special. You buy a ladu any place anywhere in India. But that ladu and Tirupati ladu won't have the same uh, flavor. It's not only flavor, it's something special. Flavor plus something indescribable. 
Curd rice, everyone is having. But if you get the curd rice from Balaji, that's something special. We had people come in Mayapur, in Bengal, Kichiri is a very famous prasad. Kichiri is very simple, dal and rice and sabji is put together. And when the one minister's wife, she said, you know, in our house, if we cook kitchen, uh, even we'll put best ingredients. Very expensive if we put all expensive ingredients. But we cannot get this taste. We won't get this flavor. What we get when we come to temple and take the deity's kitchen. Sometimes in non-devotees, they say, oh, these devotees, they're all fanatics. You are so many restrictions. Why are you eating all these things? Only eating prasad. They don't realize how fortunate devotees are, consider themselves. Devotees don't consider that, oh, I am so much restricted. I can only take prasad. Devotees think how fortunate I am that I can get prasad. Even if you offer devotee, all right, for you, I'll give special content, say anything you can have to eat, what do you want? Just say, give me prasad. They don't want anything else. Because prasad is something special. What they want, other things. You can get anything. So what is, they are tasting the nectar of Krishna, lips. What they want, anything else. And if you want to offer something nice to Krishna, you want to eat something nice, offer to Krishna something nice, what is the problem? Only Krishna won't take any rotten or dead thing. You only take a rotten. That's the only thing. But if you offer him something nice with devotion, if you don't have anything nice to offer, you can offer even a leaf, patsam, puspam, palam, toyam, you can offer fruit or flower. Any poor man can offer a glass of water with tulsi leaves to Krishna. It's not difficult to offer something to Krishna. If it's offered with love and devotion, he likes it. Actually, Krishna is just giving us a guideline. How we can survive in this world without getting loaded down with bad karma. Devotee means he knows. Jogi means knows what is karma, what is the karma, what is a karma. Knows what is the reality of life in this world. Every activity we do produces a reaction. Highest activity produces punya or good reaction. Simple activity produces pop or bad reaction, painful reaction. If we do service to Krishna, we offer to a sacrifice, then there's no karma. It's for all karma. Jagyartak karmano. That work which is done as a sacrifice to Vishnu, there's no karma for that. That gives a spiritual benefit. 
So our Gurudev, Prabhupada, he advised his disciples, his followers, don't do any pop. Don't do any simple activity. He says, don't do any punya. Don't do any highest activity. Usually, he say, don't do pop, don't do punya. What are we supposed to do? Don't do good activity, don't do bad activity. There's a secret. He said, yes, you don't do pop, you don't do punya. You simply do the service to Radha and Krishna in loving devotion. There is food and goodness. Someone can eat sakahari, he can be vegetarian. Or someone can be eating a tamastic, he can be eating meats and fish and so many things. It's a tamasic. But actually the devotee is neither vegetarian in the strict sense. We are Krishnatarian. We only eat Krishna Prasad. Whatever we eat, we offer to Krishna as a sacrifice. And then we take their remnant. So that is something very special. That we can compare with anything in this material world. It's actually a science. How to live in the world and not get any reaction. You see, what the joy is He gave me one watch, very complicated. He's got a book so thick, he's got a watch. I have no time yet to figure out how to use it. So, when we get the watch, the manufacturer or anything, could be your 2-in-1 or your VCR. Now if you get VCR, they give you a stack of books. Video camera, of course multi-language. You only need one language, but they'll give you Japanese, Spanish, so many. So you get so many books from the maker. Even if you buy a very simple thing, you could buy a microphone. They'll give you a book for two pages, 16 pages, how to use microphones. <laughs> Isn't it? So you being here, you all buy so many electronic goods, you know. They give so many books nowadays. So, when the manufacturer gives us something, he gives us the direction, how to use it. So here Krishna, he manufactured this whole world. He's the creator. He's the manufacturer. So you got made by Sony, made by this, maybe the Panasonic, whatever. Made by Krishna. Made by Vishnu, or made by Krishna, whatever you like. This world is made, of course, Ramasanghita explains that actually the world is made by Durga. But she is acting under the direction of Krishna. Like his shadow, she is moving. So there are so many worshippers of Devi. They are seeing that she is doing. 
is correct. She is doing. But she is doing on whose order that they are not seeing? She is doing on order of Krishna. So therefore, in the Sandipat, Namakandaya, Upanishad. It mentions that she is a Vaishnavi, she is Narayani, she is energy of Narayan, energy of Vishnu. So in this sense, ultimately everything is made by Krishna, but he has his energies to do. Just like we got so many cardinals made by force. One of our devotees is grandson of, uh, great grandson of Henry Ford. He's Alfred Ford. He has still got a lot of stock in the Ford company, which is, uh, he's diversified now. So that Ford was originally made by Henry Ford. But that doesn't mean Henry Ford was there in the factory making all the cars. He's making through his labor, through his employees, of his company they are making. But under his uh, order, he is the proprietor, everything is going on. So we say made by Krishna doesn't mean that Krishna has to personally go and hammer everything out. For that he has got assistance to do all the work. And they are very powerful. So he has got Brahma, he has got Durga, He's got so many expansions and assistance and so on. Energy. Shakti. So Krishna also, he's giving us, you don't need to know all the details. Just like when you get a manual for the VCR. It doesn't tell you how to take open the VCR and repair all the tubes and all the transistors and the, the integrated circuits. That they'll give to their repair shop, who are the service center. They won't give it to the user. You want to repair, you take the service center. They have all those manuals. The devas, they have got internal manual. How the universe is working, which scientists are trying to figure out. But devas already got the manual from uh, Vishnu. They know how. Each deva knows his department, how it's working. How Bhayu is working, how the that uh, Varuna knows how water is working, Surya knows how the sun is working, everyone knows their department. Vishnu knows the whole picture. So we don't need that technical side, because we are not managing that uh, technical side of the universe. Once there was one yogi, he was very infatuated by Brahma. He did tapasya and meditation on Lord Brahma. So Brahma appeared to him and said, what do you want? What boon, what blessing do you want? He said, I want to see, I want to see the universe from your point of view. I want to know just what it's like to be a Brahma, to see things as a Brahma. He said, but you are not a Brahma, so how are you going to see what things are like as a Brahma? You become a Brahma and you can see that things like a Brahma. 
Oh, you just bless me even for one moment, I can just see the things as well. I can have that consciousness of Brahma. I can give you that blessing, but I don't know what's going to happen. That's at your own risk. So that muhurta was given at this particular time, you will get the consciousness of Brahma in your head. So the yogi was waiting, he was, this was the thing he wanted. He's waiting for that moment to come, just as the muhurta is coming, ten, five, four, three, two. It's a big explosion and his brain is completely splattered everywhere. When that consciousness of Brahma came inside his head, it was so great, his head was so puny, it exploded his brain. He died instantly. What do you think? But whatever we are thinking of when we leave our body, yang yang we get that in our next life. So because he was completely, he died in Brahma consciousness, he took birth on Brahma Lok. There was no vacancy for Brahma at that moment, he had to take only Brahma Lok. So now he is probably still residing in the planet of Lord Brahma. So that way we can figure out what it's like to be a Brahma or anything. We have human intelligence is quite meager compared to the higher entities, the devas. We are given special bodies, special brains, special facilities, powers, which we cannot compare with. But we are given one thing which even they wish they had. We are given the facility that we can achieve mukti very easily. Human beings can achieve liberation in this lifetime very easily. But Krishna has given us the manual how to achieve liberation. You don't know how to need to know how to create the planets like Brahma. You don't need to know all these details. How to make the water, the air, or the light work. But Krishna is giving us that intelligence, how we can come back to you. We don't have to become a deva or take birth in Sakti Loka or Indra Loka or Sandra Loka, Surya Loka, to go back to Krishna. Directly we can go back. If we follow the principles he gives us in Bhagavad Gita, in the Srimad Bhagavatam. So one of the ways to get out of this world is don't do any sin. But if we're eating, how can we avoid sin? Whatever we eat, we're going to be killing something. So then he gives us this secret. Here in this verse that we're reading today. The bodhis of the Lord are released from all kinds of sin. Because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. 
Not only the devotees are not getting sin, Krishna is saying they are released from sin. One thing is eating something like sterilized, no sin. But this is better than no sin. This is anti-sin. You saw that movie we had, that uh, one Hindi movie, One Day in a Life. This kind has, uh, has uh, put that out for the Westerners also. They put English subtitles. Day in a Life. This is the life. A day in the life. You saw that? You know how when he was lying sick in the bed and Krishna came to see? He said, what is this? Teramycin, Enthromycin, all this. Everything, my sin, my sin, my sin. <laughs> he made a joke with All due to my sin. Mera pap. This is empty sin. Taking Krishna Prasad is a, against the sin. It counteracts the sin. One of our life members, devotees, he's having one uh, factory for medicine. I told him, he never took it serious. He's making all these lozenges for throat, streptomycin, all these things. I told him, you make one empty thing. You take it, offer the Tulsi Lotus Seed of Lord and mix there with uh, that uh, Prasadam China meat, everything, you make a lozenge. Empty sin. <laughs> so give us uh, to our life members of all the devotees. They can have gifts to their children like this. They want lessons here. Take empty sin. Krishna Prasad. Huh? So, <clears throat> Krishna has given us this manual. How to get out of the world. How to live in the world. We need the operating manual. So that we got. We should take advantage. Not that the devotees are fanatic. Devotees are practical. What is life? See, my brother of my previous life, my material brother, I'm Sanyasya, I'm no brother, I'm anybody, I'm this belong to Krishna. But in my Purva Ashram, I have a brother. He, his job is uh, he repairs nuclear reactors. Because it's a highly secret work, he don't tell anybody anything he's doing. But if there's any uh, accident or something, he has to go and do the repair job. He's supposed to be very expert. They're offering him a job in Kuwait or Middle East. I said, come here. Very good. He can come to India and get some purification. So, because this very critical job, a little mistake, you can have a Chernobyl effect, blow up, big nu- uh, nuclear accident. They have to wear special jacket, special uh, 
pets that shows how much uh, radioactivity has entered their body. You say, why they are so fanatic? Why they are so strict and rule and negative? Because life and death. If they make little mistake, they can finish themselves, they can finish off many people. So there are many rules and regulations they have to strictly follow. So the devotees realize when we are born, we are going to die. We again have to take birth again. What birth we get, whether as a human or as an animal or as a deva, a deva loka, whatever it may be, some birth we are going to get. That will depend what we are doing in this lifetime. So we better be very strict because this is life and death. If we do the wrong thing, next life we could end up as a pig or a dog or a cat or something. Who knows? Bharat Maharaj, he ended up as a deer in the next life. Could end up as a, so many things, so many births are there. So because we're dealing with life and death, therefore we have to be a bit strict because it's very serious business. It's after all our life. Not only our life, our children's life, our family, our wife's life. If we are able to achieve moksha in this lifetime, our wife will get liberated. Our children will be liberated, our parents will be liberated, our grandparents will be liberated, our grandchildren will be liberated. Choda Janam, Choda Bhang, 14 generation will be liberated. So with such a, just like people, in order to keep a job, they may have to be a bit careful. Sometimes you get a funny boss. He gives a hard time. You have to you think, well, if I just lose my temper and fight with him, I may also lose my job. So people, they can follow that and control. They want to keep their job. But that's only for one lifetime, one period of a lifetime subsistence. Here we're talking about something which is for the eternity. So then actually we'll take it very serious, in what way we should live, what we should do. Actually only the devotees are very realistic, what is life? What is the way we should act, how we can be successful in life? And people say, wait when I'm 60, I may think about it. When someone says that, it means two things. One, it means that... Uh, they don't really understand the importance. Second thing is they're thinking, well, just before I die, then I'll get ready to go. Nobody knows how long they're going to live. How can you say you live till you're 60? Nobody is dying at 55 or 50 or 40 or any age. And the other big misconception, people are thinking that religion is... Uh, or, or Generally, maybe religion is like that, maybe very dry. But devotional service is something very special. Goloke premo dhano hari nama samkhikana. 
that this chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, is actually the, what we can say, the condensed or the personification or the, the direct love of Krishna brought from the spiritual world, like a capsule form. You can take that and you can get that highest love. The Paramanam. Throughout the ages you see great Rishis, great Rajas, Rajarshis, they've left even their kingdom and gone looking for that Paramanam, the spiritual bliss. Buddha Dev, he left everything as a Siddhartha and he went to meditate to get what? To get the spiritual bliss. Everyone is looking for that Supreme happiness. So that supreme happiness is actually Radharani. She is the Aladhani Shakti. She is the pleasure potency of Krishna. She is even giving happiness to Krishna. What to speak of others? She is the original energy. Durga and all other energies are coming from her. And she is specifically the source of all the happiness. Krishna has taken from himself the happiness and put there in the form of Radha. So when we are chanting Hare Krishna, the Hare in Radha, and the Krishna means Krishna. Krishna is reservoir of the happiness. He is all attractive. And Radha is directly the spiritual happiness. So the devotees are getting so much happiness. One of the great Acharyas, he sang a song, glorifying Gornitai. Harama Karuna Kohu Nithai Gora Chandra Hara Karuna Pahu Dujana Nithai Gora Chandra Sobe Avotar Sadosidomani Kevalananda Chandra Sobe avotaro sado sidomani kevalananda chanda parama karuna bahu bhida nithai gaura chanda parama karuna supremely merciful Bahu, Lord, Duijana, the two transcendental personalities, Nitai Gaurachandra, Lord Nityananda and Lord Chaitanya. Sabe Avatar, Sarasiramuni, they are the crest jewels of all the incarnations of avatars of Godhead. Why? Kebal Ananda Khanda, because they've given a process 
which is simply joyfully performed. This process very joyfully performed, very blissful. You don't have to go to the Himalayas and do austerities. One doesn't have to do any severe fasting. You go on feasting, you just offer to Krishna and eat uh, prasad. One likes to sing. In Western country they are going to discotheque. In Dubai people are going with also. I heard they have some clubs. So people like to sing. But instead we are singing the names of Krishna. It is very joyfully performed. Instead of singing some mundane sound, we are singing transcendental sound. Singing and dancing. Now they are giving aerobic dancing. They are teaching people how to dance for health. You want to chant Hare Krishna and dance? You don't have to say anything. It is all joyfully performed. There is nothing... These are naturally you feel very happy. Lord Chaitanya was one devotee, Advaita Gosai, he was very old man, by material calculation. He was a dance like a young man in the kirtan. So, so many avatars come, they come and they kill the demon, they give different process of mukti. But nobody has given such a process like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chant Hare Krishna, dance in ecstasy, feast on Krishna Prasad. It is incomparable. When Lord Chaitanya was in the womb of his mother, different uh, devas were coming and offering prayers. Invisible to the mother. They came from other planets. Some devas were praying that, O Supreme Lord, O Bhagavan, you know that now you are here in the womb of your mother, you are about to take your appearance. Previously you have come as Narasimha, you come as Matsya, you come as Kurma, you come as Baraha, you come as Rama, you come as Krishna. In all the avatars you are giving moksha. To your bhaktas. Only Krishna, he gave out his bhakti. But that he gave a very sparingly. With great difficulty, he didn't give everybody and anyone. Only his pure devotees. But we know in this avatar as Goranga, as Chaitanya, you are going to give out love of Krishna to everyone. Or Chandal. Even the outcast people, out of the Vedic culture, even they all get the universe. So we are coming from higher planets. We all see your devotee. We want to get your mercy. Will you deliver all these fallen people on the earth planet? And will we only be left out? You please give us your mercy that we can get delivered. In that Swarga Lok, we don't need to get any material benediction. We already have enough materialism. Enough material happiness is there. In fact, in Swarga Loka, there's no real problem, materially speaking. Only two problems we face. One is sometimes the asuras, they come and attack us. 
they tried to take away from us the Sparga. So we have to be prepared to fight against the Asuras. The other problem is that uh, there's so much happiness there, so much sense gratification, that we forget to do your devotion. We get absorbed in the pleasure of material life. And actually being deprived from that spiritual bliss, from that paramanam, is the greatest curse, the greatest suffering. So we want your blessing that in this life, in this avatar, we can also get the blessing to be your devotees. We can also get this Krishna prema. So the devas, they also, many of them, have come down and taken a birth in this uh, world, in order to get the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they risk taking birth as a human being to get this mercy. So the devas, they are crying that how the devotees, they are able to get uh, this supreme blessing in just 60, 70 years, just uh, 20, 30 years of their life. The remainder of our life, if we engage in Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan process, we can get the highest benediction, which even at their long life of thousands and tens of thousands and millions of years, they cannot hope to get it. But when someone says, why don't you chant Hare Krishna, wait till I get to be 65 plus. Devas are crying. If I could only be a human being and chant Hare Krishna and Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement, I could finish off all my pap, I could be freed from the material world, I could get the pure bhakti. They are eager to join in this process. But we are, the, although human beings are given such an opportunity, we are udasi. We are negligent, we are careless, we don't take it very seriously. This is our unfortunate position. Although so much blessing is given to us, we just take it very lightly, put it off. The dancer Sutra says, Brahma Jigyasa, you inquire now. Subhasyam Sigra. Do the auspicious thing today, don't put it off. Now we don't know how long we have to live, we have a short life. So this one lifetime we focus to adjust our way of life in such a way that we remember Krishna always. What is the problem? There's no suffering for that, that's very joyful. It's not like you have to remember, you know, some uh, angry relative or something. You have to remember only the most wonderful person, most wonderful, beautiful Lord who is very merciful. And that also is very easy to do because you just sing his name, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare 
So Krishna loves us. He loves us more than uh, we know. That's why He is giving us so many uh, guidelines. So we can be very happy. The ninth chapter of Gita explains to Arjuna, Rajavidyam Rajaguryam Yahastam Hekarushtamam this is the supreme process, the supreme knowledge, the supreme secret. By which we can experience by direct experience the absolute truth. So sukam kotam apkaya. It is the perfection of religion, it is everlasting, and it is joyfully performed. Su sukam. Sukam means happiness. And su, we put the word su, we all know that means very special. Su sukam means very happy. If a devotee is practicing properly this process of Krishna consciousness, they will be very happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Anybody here doesn't want to be happy? So you can be very happy by this process of Sankirtan, of uh, Krishna consciousness. If you are doing Krishna consciousness and you are not very happy, then something must be wrong. That's why we come here. If we have anything wrong, then you are just to fine-tune the time. If we are still doing a sin and we are chanting, then we may not feel so happy. We have to get clear away from that forbidden activities and we naturally feel very happy. This is not ordinary happiness. This is abhyayam, everlasting, eternal happiness. So this is the best of all possible alternatives. Lead a simple life. Even if you can lead a simple life in the modern age, it's not very simple life. At least lead a Krishna conscious life. It's the most important. That simplifies our life a little bit. We have a high thinking, spiritual thought. We shouldn't make the mistake like the crane who went after the bull. You know that example. You know a crane or a stork? What do you call it? Bengali with a box. 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 They stand in the water. They have a long leg. And they eat fish. Isn't it? Crane, yeah, crane. So they are just uh, standing there, the crane. 
Any fish goes by, they grab it. So there was one crane there standing in the water and he's uh, waiting for some fish to come. Meanwhile, one big bull came to drink water. And as the bull was walking away, the crane saw that uh, between the bull's uh, rear leg there's a fish hanging. He mistook that part of the bull to be a fish, the male portion of the bull there. So, the crane said, what am I doing here in the water? Waiting for the fish. Fish is there. Let me go after the, the, that fish will fall and I'll have a good uh, meal. So the crane left the water and started following after the bull. The bull was the same one. Bird crane. Anyway, the bull is going and the crane is walking behind. So why doesn't that fish fall? Why is this hanging there? When is it going to fall down? I'm getting hungry. Fall, you fish. But the fish wasn't falling. It wasn't a fish. But somehow this crane was illusion. He wasn't seeing a reality. He was seeing a fish. It wasn't a fish. He got very impatient. Let me just help the fish to fall. So he went and he started pecking on the bull, private part. So the bull naturally was a bit uh, unhappy about that. So he gave a good kick to the crane. The crane, you know, gets smashed and knocked back. What are all these uh, uh, problems? Just want the fish to fall. Why I'm getting sick? Why me? I'm a good person. Why do I have to suffer? So again he follows the pole. Again he goes, pow! Again he gets kicked. It's going on again and again. So in this way, the crane, he couldn't figure out, it's not a fish. You're going after the, what you think is, it's an illusion. So, you understand the moral of this story? Who is the bird? And what is that uh, so-called fish? The illusion. The material sense object. Actually for the bird, that's what dharma is to eat the fish in the water. For a human being, our dharma is to serve Krishna, to do the things which are authorized by Krishna. But if we think I'll get happy, I can just follow this uh, material illusion. You think that we get tricked like that fish, that bird got tricked by the 
hidden by the bull, by the, his own illusion. We should not just follow after the material thing, think that this temporary happiness will make me happy. Instead we get kicked by maya. We never get the real happiness we want. The real happiness we're looking for, that the bird will get if he stays in the water, not that he leaves. If we stay in the spiritual life, then we'll get the real happiness we want, not if we leave it and go after the maya sukaya. For that we get kicked. So this is called the crane and the bull example. You should not be like the crane going after the bull thinking it's a fish. You shouldn't go after the material thinking that's how we'll get happy. Later in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explained, whatever material happiness we get, for that we have to also get certain amount of material suffering. So everything balanced out. But whatever spiritual happiness you get, for that you don't have to suffer. So it's always better to get our happiness in the approved way, there is no suffering. But if we try to get in a legal way, one is we don't get satisfied, and even for whatever illusory happiness we are trying to get, that we are also getting kicked. So Krishna is very kind, he's given us his guidelines so we can be happy. For our benefit. Krishna, he doesn't uh, have anything to gain, whether we worship him or not. It doesn't make any difference in terms of his position. He's not enhanced any. But because he loves us, he's giving us this chance to get out of that illusion. But some people, they have the kitten philosophy. And some people have the baby monkey philosophy. You know the difference between kitten and baby monkey philosophy. How does the mother cat carry the kitten? What does the kitten do? Not doing anything. Mother is doing everything. How is the baby monkey carried by the mother? Who holds it? What does the mother do? He's jumping from one. Baby is holding. This is the opposite, no? The baby kitten is doing nothing. Mother is doing everything. And baby monkey is doing everything. Mother is doing nothing. These are two opposite philosophies. So some people say that we don't need to do anything. The Lord will do everything. So this kitten philosophy. We don't have to try to do anything. The Lord will do everything for us. This is the one extreme. So some people, they say, we have to do everything. Lord will give blessing according to our karmas. What we don't need any special prayer or puja. We just do our work, we'll get the results. This is a baby monkey philosophy. Is this correct also? Actually, the real philosophy is a rope in the world. You know that? Rope in the world? 
Say someone falls into the open well, he cannot get out with a sheer well, he's in the bottom in the water, he's not able to climb out by himself. So someone he needs to come and throw him a rope. If someone will throw the rope, then he can pull himself out of the well. So both he needs the help from someone to give the rope. He also needs himself, he has to tie the rope around him or hold it or something. Then combined effort he can get out. He needs the help, he also has to help. He has to try in his own side. So this Acharya says the actual situation. Simply by our own effort we can't get out. We also need help. But we should, from our side, we have to also try. Not that the, like the kitten, everything will be done. Someone throw the rope, no, I won't put it, I won't hold it. We have to also hold the rope. We have to tie it around ourselves with something. They give this example. We have to, from our side, be willing. We have to desire that we want to serve Krishna. We want to go back to God. We want to get to the out of the karma, out of the reincarnation, out of the punarjanma, out of the cycles of birth and death. Not only ourselves, our wife, our husband, our children, everyone. So Krishna is giving us a role. This is a Harinam Sankirtan. This is a Guru. This is a Shastra. So many ropes he is giving. We just have to hold on and then he will pull us out. We hold on by chanting, by serving Guru, hearing the, from the Guru, hearing from the Shastra. This way we can easily get out. It's not very difficult. It's very Sutukam Khatam Abhyayam is very joyfully performed. Kevul Ananda Kanda. So thank you very much for your participation and your patience. Since you are very intelligent people, you can get the maximum benefit in life from the Bhagavad Gita. You can take the whole on the rope that Krishna is sending you and get out of the well of the material bondage and achieve all the success in life. Be peaceful in this life and go back to God here in the next. Thank you very much. Any questions? Bull. Huh? The bull is the material nature. Actually the material nature is, is not at fault. Material nature is neutral. In one sense. But if we take the mistakes of material nature to be a object of enjoyment, we get entangled and we get kicked by the material nature. If we take the material nature to be a object of enjoyment, then we get entangled. Now, all these allegories or stories have also got their limitations. They are to illustrate one point. They may not apply to all the points. That is the point of trying to illustrate. Is that all right? Satisfied? Any other question? Lord Chaitanya, he said, Kirtaniya Sadahari, he should always be chanting. 
नाम संकीर्तन वी कैन डू एंड वेयर लाइक दिस टूगेदर विद मेनी डिवोटिस वी कैन चैंट द नाम संकीर्तन कैन आल्सो चैंट अलोन बट यूजुअली इफ वी आर अलोन वी कॉल दिस चैंटिंग अलोन इज आल्सो इन द जापा say that here people they are going to work we're living in a society where it may not be suitable to go on singing out loud bhajan when you are going to the bus or in the maybe for the maladies in the house they can sing out in the no problem but whoever has to go and work they not be able especially in say in this society to do any time start singing out Kirtan. But Japa, you can silently go on chanting to yourself very quietly. Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Hari Hari Ram, Hari Ram, Ram Ram. So Lord Chaitanya he recommended both doing the bhajan and the sankirtan, as well as doing nirbandha jap. Nirbandha means a particular sankha. In the Vedas and the Padma Purana and many Puranas it mentions. If we chant a particular number of times for the pleasure of the Lord, so that gives our the Lord a great uh, satisfaction, and He gives uh, so many blessings to devotees for doing that. This is also recommended process. So both the things can go on side by side. Now, if somebody likes to sing the bhajan when they actually have a love for the lord's name why they won't also like to repeat and on name so if you hear people say japa in the beginning it sounds mechanical but after a while you hear that the those are experienced uh, chanters of japa i see they're only singing but very fast Hari Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hari 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 Ram Hari Ram 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 Hari 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 Krishna 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 Hari 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 Ram Hari Ram 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 Hari 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 Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hari 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 Ram Hari Ram 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 Hari Hari So they go on chanting but actually they are just singing very fast This has a very purifying effect on the mind Because that time After some practice, the mind won't think of anything else. So it's a cool meditation when we are concentrating on the sound vibration. The purifier. So anyway, somehow or other, we should always chant. So these two poses are there: chanting uh, sankirtan and loudly. So sankirtan means the many people together. and if we are singing alone that's called kirtan and sankirtan is when there are many together and japa is also alone but that means more uh not necessarily uh, singing but more repeating then the bhagavad gita krishna says jagyosmi japa jagyosmi japa जगज्ञ 
So like in the morning, we, this morning at 5 o'clock we had Mangal Arati, then 5.30 till 7.30 we, we had Japa. Mm. Six, uh, seven o'clock or so. So we were chanting Japa together. And the whole day, it's very easy to remember Krishna. It's very easy. So both the process are recommended to be performed by the devotee. But if someone doesn't like that, chant Japa, they can also chant Kirtan. But the <coughs> Japa is also recommended. Both are recommended. You can uh, buy Krishna by doing Japa. You see so many Acharyas, so many great devotees, they're also chanting the Japa. The idea is to use our senses. So when we sing Bhajan, we are clapping our hands, we are playing harmonium, we are playing a kartal, so the madranga drum. So we are singing, we are hearing, we are using our body and either dancing or playing some musical instrument or both. So the whole body, mind and atma, everything is absorbed in the meditation. So when we do japa, we are using the beat. So these beads are usually made from tulsi. They are made in a certain way. 108 usually we use for the Krishna mantra. So we feel the the beads as we're chanting Hari Krishna Hari Krishna 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 Hari 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 Rama Hari Rama Rama. So also chanting, hearing, and then we are feeling the beads. We're looking at the picture of Krishna. In this way, all the senses are also focused on Krishna. So, Shastra and Acharyas recommend we should do both. We chant Vajans and Kirtans, and we should also chant Japan. Whatever one can do will be for their benefit. Also, we, the counting is very effective. That's mentioned in the Vedas. When we count a minimum number, so some people use this counting machine also. When they can't use the beat, then they count. So here I find that even in uh, Bangladesh, other times it's uh, my Muslim friend, they also tell me, give me one of these counting machines, which you should be. So in all the religion, actually counting the names is there. The Christians do rosary, the Muslims do tasbi or something they call tasbi. And uh, we do the japa, tanka. So it's there in all the shastra. The Lord Chaitanya used to count by counting on his fingers. Sometimes. Sometimes he'd use mala. And other times he'd be chanting in kirtan. So Prabhupada gave the example. Say you have two trees. Like chanting in kirtan, you cannot count that. How much you're chanting or how concentrated or... You 
see what you are chanting in Japa, so that uh, you can know how many times you are chanting, how long it's taking, whether you are concentrating or not. So, if you have two plants, one plant you are putting the water as and when you like it. Someday you may put more water, some you may put less, someday you may not put any water. And now we have one plant, like a drip irrigation. You are putting always drop after drop, regular every time you are putting some water on that plant. So which plant will grow faster and more effectively? That which is getting the regular irrigation or which is getting now and then sporadic? So this way the combination of japa and the kirtan is giving the bhakti plant more irrigation than if we just put without the, the japa. Then maybe less regulated. So we start our day with kirtan. We do mangalarti, we do the kirtan, the bhajan. Sometimes it goes for half hour, even hour. Then we do some japa. Then we do the day's activity. Whenever we get chance, then we do either. When the ladies are cooking, they can do japa, they do bhajan. In the kitchen sometimes. Sometimes people do bhajans, they think in the shower. You can chant any time, no hard and fast food. Not bad. Only why, why the japa should be the bitter pill and only the bhajan will be the glucose. <laughs> yeah, initially. <but laughs> That's because we got the jaundice. We are thinking the glucose is bitter. But when we are healthy, that whether it's in a form of jaggery or glucose or sugar, it's all sweet. So somebody, if they are getting pleasure for chanting the bhajan, they should also get pleasure if they chant japa. Why not? Some people like to sing. That's another thing. But if we actually getting happiness by chanting the name, not just because we like to sing, they will also get happiness when we chant the japa. When we are chanting uh, japa, at the end of the api, we feel very, uh, very happy. Maybe the first few rounds, uh, you're getting warmed up, but after a while you feel very uh, joyful, very happy from the japa. So both the things are sugar, but maybe one is, uh, you can say, even more uh, like sugar candy for the for everyone. They can all appreciate it. But when someone is uh, cured from the jaundice, they also get happiness in the japa. The japa, we only sing the chant uh, one or two hours in a day. Another 22 hours are there for bhajan. Yes, but even uh, offensive chanting is better than not chanting. By uh, offensive chanting, we can get rid of the offense. By chanting, even if it's slightly inattentive, 
Eventually that purifies us and we can chant pure, purely. So there's no bad effect or something by chanting. Rather that's the recommended cure to get over that uh, mechanical chanting is to go on chanting. So we should try to see the picture of Krishna. Sometimes you can walk and chant also. You don't have to sit there. You can walk. Take your morning walk and chant or you can say the Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivastri You can say this chant few times to get some blessing from Lord Chaitanya so you can realize the, the nectar of the Holy Name. The fact that we are chanting mechanically is simply because our, we are covered by too many aparat. So by chanting that will clear away this uh, aparat and then we can uh, taste. Actually the, the holy name is sweet, but we are only not tasting it because we are covered by uh, illusion. We are covered, we are sick from material contamination. So we go on chanting and that uh, gets uh, uncovered. So this may come in all of a sudden, or may come in stages, someone may like this uh, bhajan first, and they go on chanting, then they'll also like to chant bhajan and the uh, japa, they'll want to chant all of the time. Or someone may all of, like all the time, right from the beginning. And I don't hear anyone doesn't like bhajan, everyone likes the bhajan, but maybe japa, some are not liking in the beginning. But if they go on chanting, they'll like that also. Just like Rupa Goswami, he prayed that Lord Brahma, you only gave us one mouth and two ears. There's not enough mouths to chant. We need millions of, thousands of mouths and millions of ears to chant and to hear the holy name. The devotee is feeling so much anxious uh, for hearing and chanting the names of Krishna. That is uh, criticizing Brahma's uh, architecture of the body. Why only one mouth? We can chant so many times. And we can hear, we need so many ears. Not enough mouth, enough ears to chant and hear the holy name. So let's have a little uh, bhajan, kirtan for five minutes and then...